0: Welcome to Podcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Podcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host.
1: Hello, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Les Jones, I'm creative director at Practice Plan. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to make a great first impression and stand out from the crowd with particular emphasis uh, on the front desk. And I'm very pleased to say that uh, for this podcast, I'm joined by a uh, colleague and good friend, Richard Collard. How are you doing, Richard? I'm doing well, Les. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, good to see you. Um, just before we get into it, you just want to give a quick introduction to yourself.
0: Yeah, um, I've been in dentistry for over 40 years. I work for practice plan uh, two days a week, and I generally spend most of my time going out into practice, helping business owners and their teams do things a little differently and perhaps even a little bit better.
1: Uh, and we're going to be tapping into a lot of that knowledge uh, over uh, the course of this uh, this podcast. Richard, just to kind of set the scene, <clears throat> obviously, um, you know, the dental sector has been through a lot mm. over the last few years, um, a lot of changes, a lot of things to deal with. Just from your perspective, now going into practices, what do you think the current dental landscape is within those dental practices, with particular focus on, on
0: that team at the front desk? It's tough, mm. to be perfectly honest. Um, I think post-Brexit, lots of foreign dentists, Foreign members of the dental team going back to their home countries. Uh, post, well, not, not really post-COVID, are we? Coping with COVID. Um, all the fallout from there. Uh, the Ukraine war that's had a big impact in relation to the cost of doing business. All of these things seem to have melded together. And what we're seeing is, uh, is in essence, a, a problem with capacity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There are not enough dentists and not enough members of the support team to cater for the demand that's out there. I mean, it's astonishing when you think that during COVID, I think it's something like, was it 40 million appointments were lost during the COVID period. Um, 90% of UK practices now um, that have an NHS contract are not accepting new patients. Mm -hmm. And if you look at... um, uh, those practices, 18% are in Scotland, 7 in, 7% in Wales, 9% in England, and 10% in Northern Ireland. Practices and their systems are stretched and, and some are just broken. So in other words, there's a, a capacity problem which has generated, if you like, an accessibility issue. That's, that's, which is why we're tackling this issue today, because that accessibility issue Raising from lack of or rising from lack of capacity has meant that front desks are absolutely heaving with inquiries coming in, and in fact, as you will go through some of this stuff uh, there's a lot of front desks that are not able to handle all of the calls that are coming in, but they don't realize how many are actually hitting their system that 's the frightening thing yeah it, i mean if we
1: think if we think back to pre covid mm. you know you and I uh spent a lot of our time going into practice. Into, into dental practices, helping them to market and attract new patients. Yeah. And, and, and,
0: <laughs> it's ironic, and, but...
1: and, and that kind of, that's almost become defunct now, hasn't yeah, it? Because absolutely. the patients are out there um, with the situation with NHS uh, dentistry. Um, and as you say, all those kind of lost uh, appointments that, you know, the patients are basically knocking the doors down, which which is, I presume, throwing up a whole... Raft of different issues for those front desks and than, than, than pre covid you 're out there a, a lot more than myself, and you 're gathering a lot of data hmm. from that data. What do you see as the kind of the main issues that are being thrown up at the front desk at the moment
0: well obviously we, as we 've already said, overload yeah um, an overload on people who actually are not historically front desk people. Mm-hmm they are the dental nurses who are having to do a little bit of front desk work, so they haven't had any training. So there's a, there's, there's no training. There's, um, as I say, the, the, the problems that have come through increased traffic, uh, increased calls, increased web email inquiries. Telephone systems really not up to the task. Mm-hmm. Um, again, some of the data we'll discuss a little bit later on will make that very, very clear. Um, so what's happened is that there's more of a focus on response rather than rapport back in the old days when you know we were talking Mm -hmm. about marketing it was all about bringing people in and building a relationship with them now you're wanting to you're wanting almost to do this room 101 thing Mm -hmm. you know well are you likely to be interested in private dentistry if not off we go but we need to do that more up front because those are the people that are coming and taking up so much time on the front desk so how do we Direct and manage this traffic because the traffic has changed. In the old days, you would be—I say, old days—two years ago, mm-hmm. we would be training practices on how to handle a new patient inquiry mm-hmm. in a very, very different way to some extent that we would now. It's a, it's a, it's it's a totally different ballgame.
1: I presume also within that mix, and we we're talking about new patient inquiries coming and clogging up the lines but you'll also be getting those 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 phone calls from existing patients as well and and somehow you've got to juggle the two together or some sift them in terms of yeah, yeah. how you respond is
0: is is that a particular problem you're seeing at the moment well yes i mean because again the data bears out that the the majority of phone calls coming through and i'll just put a little bit of a rider to that this is when i've done this in relation to Uh, understanding the traffic that the website generates, Mm -hmm. the majority of people ringing the website number are existing patients, not necessarily new patients. But of the new patients that phone, the big question that they're asking all the time is, do you do NHS? Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're a private practice, that gets a little bit tedious if you're handling that question every three or four minutes of every day.
1: So... I'm, I'm interested in here, in terms of where this conversation might go, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we've talked about it as, as creating, you know, a great first impression, standing mm-hmm. out from, from the crowd. There's almost an argument, isn't there, that that, that, that importance has kind of lowered in some way and shifted almost to um, becoming more efficient and and dealing with a greater volume of, of kind of traffic coming in. Well, there,
0: yes. Um, but I think where I'm coming from, this is making a great first impression on the kind of patient that you want to make a great first impression on. Yeah. Cause there are some who'll just, you know, are you doing NHS? No, I'm really, okay. <laughs> Phone goes down. Right. Do, do you see what I mean? Yes. And so your line is clogged up with a lot of people like that. So how do you manage this traffic? How do you make sure, as best you can, that the traffic that comes through on the telephone has been, to some extent, warmed up knowing that you, already, you don't do NHS? Yes. You don't want those calls anyway? No. Or you want the ones who were historically NHS but would be open to a conversation to understand a little bit more about private dentistry on plan because, as we said right at the beginning, Accessibility is the issue now. Yeah. Getting a dental appointment is the key thing.
1: So let's just pick up on, on, on your point then of making that great in first impression on the right kind of call mm. that's coming in, on the right mm. person that's, that's actually making the call. A, how, how do you do that? And perhaps before that, how do you start to recognise that that person calling is the right person for you? Presumably there's some kind of very quick vetting process that needs to go on in in that perspective.
0: Well, that's a a good way of putting it. I would would call it a sifting process. Yes, okay. Um, And I I think it's done in two ways. First of all, what does your website say about what you do? I mean, I had a practice the other day that was being inundated. It was 100% private practice being inundated with NHS inquiries. And it had a section on its website, which is new patients. So, of course, on that, you, you click on that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. New patient. I'm a prospective new patient. We're accepting new patients. Not we are 100% private practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah? We're delighted to be accepting new patients. Please note, we do not have an NHS list. We are unable to see NHS patients. That would stop a certain number of calls coming through because you're sifting it at that first point. If somebody then, for instance, um, went on to Google and looked at practices in Mm -hmm. my area and got a number off the Google listing, well, the first thing that they need to hear is a little bit about what the practice is and what sort of new patient is being accepted Mm -hmm. in that sort of second sieve, if you like. So there's two sieves. There's There's the website sieve and there's the telephone sieve that starts to precondition so the people that hang on and want a discussion already know if you're a totally private person. So there's a price. big,
1: a big absolutely. self-selection kind of process uh, absolutely. going through there even before they make the human contact Yeah, that they've, they've already understood that, that when they get to speak to someone on the phone that they shouldn't be talking to them about the other things that like being an NHS patient because they should have already self-selected
0: themselves out of that particular conversation. Absolutely so the first sip is the on the website, yeah. the second sin is the message that they get when they first phone in.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I find that fascinating in, in that it, it, there's a big change in dynamic here, isn't there, in terms of how practices are, are communicating mm. and perhaps being a little bolder and more direct on your website in terms of making it very, very clear what kind of practice you are is the start
0: of the process. Um, Very much so. Yeah, okay, very much so. I mean, you're right when you say about being a little bit more bold. You can afford to be because there's an accessibility issue and you want to be attracting more of the kind of people that understand what you do and are prepared to pay for what you do. Others may well decide, I'm gonna look around and keep looking to see if I can find somewhere Yeah. from an NHS point of view, fine. Let them go and clog up somebody else's phone, not yours. Yeah.
1: Let's just let's just go back to that. Um, are you taking on NHS patients? Mm. Conversation because mm. despite the fact that we we both know, despite the fact that you might put it you know, big and loud on your website that you're not taking those, uh, th- those patients on, you will still get those calls um, for whatever reason. What's your advice to? to practices then in terms of how they deal with with those calls?
0: The first thing I'd say is get your second filter right, in other words that first message on the telephone. So for example, um, if we were to take a uh, if you've got a phone, this is one of the things that I've been doing a lot of work mm-hmm. on recently, is getting the right kinds of systems in place. Right. So if your phone system isn't capable of doing some of the things that I'm talking about now, you will continue to experience problems because the phone will keep jumping off the hook. But you also won't know how many calls you're missing mm-hmm. unless you know how to interrogate the system properly. And the ones you're missing could be the very people that you want to attract in the first place. So to try and answer that question, Mm -hmm. um, I would, for instance, suggest that if it was 100% private practice, a filter that was something like this. So you ring up Mm -hmm. and the first thing you hear is something like, welcome to your town dental care providers of private dentistry to a discerning practice membership. If you're an existing patient here, please press one. If you're a prospective new member, please press two. Otherwise, please press three. So not many options, yeah. which is good, Yeah. but it's all automatically said private <clears> dentistry, <throat> we need to be braver, yeah. need to be less coy, Yeah. or more brave, is braver? such a word, yeah. I don't know. More brave, less coy. Um, to a discerning practice membership. So we're immediately talking about, not registration, we're talking yeah, membership. Yeah. So the language is really important here. So if they are a prospective new member, please press two. What they then get will be something along the lines, and okay, I've I've stretched this just a little bit. Okay. Hello, this is Dr. Stephen Thomas, so I'm getting the um, principal to do the message. Yeah. Hello, this is Dr. Stephen Thomas, principal dentist and owner here. Thank you for expressing an interest in becoming a member of the practice. Nice welcome. Mm -hmm. We provide comprehensive dental healthcare on a solely private basis. Not being coy. This means our patients have a wider choice of treatment, both in terms of how their treatment is delivered and the types of treatments that are available. Our members appreciate that planned regular visits to a dentist and a hygienist are vital for maintaining healthy mouths. Our aim is to help them keep their own teeth for as long as possible and keep them smiling for life. We continue to welcome a steady stream of new members to the practice, so if you'd like to book your first appointment or simply explore if we're the right practice for you, press four to speak with our patient care team. Mm-hmm. Now, there will be people listening to this who say that's a bit long. You can yeah, edit yeah. that down a little bit, but you get the principle. Mm-hmm. I've tried to throw everything into that.
1: So I suppose uh, in terms of that sifting process, what, what you want at that point mm. are X percentage of those callers to put the phone down. Precisely. Yeah. They've,
0: they've self-selected.
1: Yes. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and... And if they do make it through in their persistence to try yeah. and find an NHS and, and they do ask that question, hi, you know, are you taking on NHS patients? Because I haven't really been listening to those messages. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that then a simply, you know, because we've talked a lot in the past, haven't yeah. we, about, about how you could talk to that particular inquirer to, to talk about the benefits of private dental um, care, etc., does that conversation still go on? Or is it you know, if if you're all, if you really are looking for an NHS dentist, I need to effectively close this conversation off quite quickly.
0: Yes. Um what is it's as you've said, if someone has listened to elements of that, yeah. and it would probably need to be a little bit shorter, but mm-hmm. again, I've tried to put everything in there yeah. to give a feel for it. But I think getting across we are a solely private practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, so they're not doing NHS. Let
1: me just pick you up on that one one small point there. Okay. In terms of how you phrase that you you phrase it as in we are a solely private practice. Yep. Is there a reason why you would say it in that way as opposed to more directly unfortunately we cannot take any patients on from an
0: NHS perspective. You and you, you could. Right. But the thing I would Cut from that is unfortunately yeah. right okay because why should you apologize yes. for adopting a business model and a yep. business methodology which is about serving a reduced number of people mm-hmm. in a very very different way than you're able to under the health service? Yeah, so yes, you could do that, but just cut out the apology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
1: so so I interrupted you a little bit there, but but going back to the point there, so if we do actually get that, that. Hmm. Point, that person coming through on and uh, mm. speaking to someone at the front desk and they're still inquiring about the NHS. How, how are you dealing with those?
0: I would probably rerun some of the stuff I've got there because once right. you've got stuff uh, recorded or you've got it on the website,
1: yeah. you've
0: got a little bit of, for want of a better word, a bit of template script mm-hmm. to play around with. And the more you play around with it as someone who works on the front desk, the more confident you become in articulating it. Yeah. So if you were then saying, so you don't do NHS then? Yeah. Or, well, look, I'm really looking for an NHS dentist. Yes. Well, as you will have heard, we're a solely private practice. We are taking on new patients. If you would like to book as a private patient mm-hmm. and want to consider becoming part of our membership scheme, we'd be delighted to have a conversation with you. Would you like to book an appointment or would you like to talk to somebody about our service and what we offer? Yeah. So you're now giving them a choice.
1: So I suppose I suppose with those inquiries coming through, a lot will depend on your geography and how much competition you have uh, totally. around the practice, as to um, how much effort you 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 put into perhaps getting across the benefits of, of becoming a member of the practice. Um, because you know we hear, we hear on the news all the time really about these dental deserts yes, where, where, you <laughs> know, down the it, East Coast, yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it, you know down in Cornwall and, yeah. and, and places like that, um, where you might well be the tenth, twelfth practice that someone's rung that day in, in, in terms of looking for an NHS practice. Right. One presumes that there is a, a point at which when you're ringing around looking for an NHS dentist, that you mm. start to realize actually. I need to really start seriously thinking about going on a private basis because I'm not going to get into seeing NHS dentist mm-hmm. In which case that conversation becomes a live conversation, doesn't it? Ab-
0: absolutely, and that conversation can go in lots and lots of different ways depending on what was the opening gambit. Yeah. Um and you know it, it wouldn't help this podcast to sort of look at all the different mm-hmm. um aspects of that suffice to say that we're talking about systems, which is the telephone system. Is it man enough? We're talking about the structures that you use, how you utilise that phone system. Mm -hmm. But then, yes, there's some skills to be applied. Yeah. Um, And that's the most difficult bit.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the most difficult bit for people who are doing this on a part time basis because it's not their day to day. They don't get, when I say part time, I mean that they're principally dental nurses Mm -hmm who are just picking up the baton at mm-hmm. particular times of the day. And a lot of them don't like doing it. They'd much rather be dental nurses. So, it yes, there is a lot of skill to be employed. Um, and that's something as practice plan that we're you know, very happy to, mm. to help people with and to, and to make sure that all of that skill training is bespoke to that particular situation. Mm-hmm. The example I took there was 100% private practice. Yeah. So if you've got someone who's got a mixed practice, but they cannot take on any more NHS patients. So your messages, the two sibs, are Mm -hmm. just a little bit different. But again, we can adapt that.